Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Swing and a miss. Holy crap, jobs report. Holy crap. They were expecting nearly a million new jobs in the month of April. What did they get? 266,000. Oh, by the way, uh, please don't get me wrong. I'm not mocking it. There are people out there without jobs. Then again, there are people out there hiring like you wouldn't believe. But how do you miss by this much? You miss by 700,000 jobs? That's... That's incredible. Unemployment rate went to 6.1%. What they were expecting were basically a million new jobs of 970,000. And the unemployment rate would head down to 5.8. How do you miss this badly? That's the question. Now, it's been four months of, of uptick in terms of job creation as opposed to uh, negative. And I'm, I'm happy for that. Oh, it doesn't bother me that it's under Joe Biden. No, 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 no. I want to see people who want jobs having jobs. And when I talk about the fact that people are, are, are hiring left and right, they are hiring left and right and cannot find people. Here, I'll, let me let me open this up. 833-GOT-TONY. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. It's always good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. You're, if you're a business owner, how tough is it to find employees right now? I talk to restaurant people I know. Impossible. Impossible. People in the construction cr- trades, nuts. I met a guy. Uh, they 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 do that stuff like that. Like you know, your 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 bathtub is is pink, and you're like, I don't want a pink bathtub. I want a green bathtub. They'll be like, Yeah, sure, Bloop. and then then they, they paint it green. And you're like, Wow, wow, look at that. They can't find people. They can't find people. Partially because we got involved in do goodery, and what we did is we told people, No, stay home. We'll pay you. Oh, we'll just extend those unemployment benefits. Here, 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 here's a little signature. And oh yeah, you just stay home. We got you. We're the federal government. And we really, truly care. Oh, uh, business owners, we weren't talking about you. We we don't we don't give a a, a, a good holy damn about you. We will absolutely totally screw you. With your pants on. I can do this all day. All day, son. That's right. All day, all night, all the time. But this is a big, big miss. And I am I am somebody who is very keen on the idea of where where the the feeling is. Right? I never know if it, if it's meant as how they portray consumer sentiment, right? Right? How you know where 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 people are in that comfort level. But when you talk about tax increases and you talk about um, raising the capital gains tax to, to, to double, it could have people feeling, eh, maybe I won't put that many job offers out. And there's nobody out there anyway. Maybe I'll figure out another way. Maybe I'll hold off. 
I think that's a bit of what we're seeing. I really and truly do. Because this miss is a miss. And I don't know, I don't know what I'm supposed to, to, to make of it. I don't know whether or not this this is just one of those things or it's something else. I'm in the category of saying this is something else. And actually, this might be something that is cause for concern. Right? Now, I know that there's a... Uh, there's a press briefing going on, and I think Janet Yellen is speaking at it. I don't know if you have that or not, Producer Ari. Janet Yellen is the White House Treasury Secretary. But there, there is something to to answer for here. And and the the answer is, what do you say to America right now that's trying to plan for a future that's been told tax increases are coming? You haven't done a good job of messaging about uh, what uh, dollar amount is going to get the tax increases. Remember, you said nobody over $400,000, but you meant whole households over $400,000. So people who make over $200,000, they're going to see tax increases. And you say to me, ah, $200,000 is rich. I guess to some. I think the thing you should be looking at is uh, what it means to those people who are business owners and hire nine folk. Right? The folk. You always love to say the folk. You got nine employees. You got 13 employees. You got six employees. You got 27 employees. And now you're going to get taxed at a whole new thing. Uh, maybe you got to figure out how to hold on to some more dollars. Well, Tony, it's personal. It's not, It's not. Uh, you know, business. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have found that everything deals with everything. Because the people are being taxed more at those at those higher numbers, that's less money they have to spend on, well, I don't know, whatever that business would be hired to go do for them. People who believe that taxation is just in this vacuum. It's not in a vacuum. It has effects up and down the line. One of the reasons I favor finding ways to bring television and film production uh, to states is yes, you're giving this this tax credit. 30% tax credit. We, we give it to you as a rebate. But it's on money you don't even have. Let's do that again. If I say to you, hey, film production company, you're going to make a $100 million movie, you should make it right here. You should make it in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, Lincoln, Nebraska, that's the place for film. And as a matter of fact, uh, we, we give you a 30% rebate on, on, on the taxes that, that, that you pay. If they don't come make the movie, they're not paying the taxes anyway. So what is our conversation? Not everything has to be a tax incentive to get them. I, I agree with, with Elaine Berteau, uh, who, who wrote a book called Order Without Design, How Markets Shape Cities. And a conversation he had that you would be much better off attracting businesses by reducing regulation and making it easier for them and quicker for them to be able to get open than you would be in some kind of tax rebate kind of thing. Film would be different than, let's say, opening up uh, an office space or, or a plant, something like that. Right? They're just different things. 
But when you have that film production come in, the level of ancillary businesses that get created and funded because of that is through the roof. On a film, on any film, you know what's big money? Dry cleaning. You know how many costumes there are? You got to keep those costumes clean. The dry cleaning alone could be more than some dry cleaners see in a year. Never mind the craft services, which is the catering, the food, right? Never mind the host of other technological needs. Never mind the host of other lodging needs. All of this is stuff that you can build on. You should want to build on it. So it's a great opportunity. So yes, you can see how doing one thing in one place can have a result in all the other places. But if you tell people of a certain dollar amount, oh, you got to pay your fair share, they're going to ensure they still have what is theirs and they're going to do less things. Right now, best of luck if you can find somebody to do home improvements. Right? You need to to uh to get yourself a a new deck or you need to get yourself an 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 addition on on the house or whatever never mind the fact that you can't find the plywood where are you gonna find the people that's been a a function of covid people staying home realizing they're gonna be home they want to make the home improvement swimming pool people i'm in the wrong business the swimming pool business baby that's the business that is the business but then again they have to find people who will put in the pools but if you create a situation by you take the people who can afford a pool and you take the the uh, through taxation through theft these dollars away from them how are they buying the pool then how are they hiring the people you see the situation clearly these things do have an effect and they do connect they just do. So I look at these these numbers, and I ask some pretty serious questions. I usually, when I, when I see numbers come out, I'm like, all right, that's good. All right, that can happen. You know, let's see if we've got a a kind of kind of like a run, like we've got a couple months to figure of of data. This one hits me different. This one hits me a little different. Like this is this is a little bit worse than we thought. It's one thing to miss by 50,000. It's another thing to miss by 500,000. These people missed by 700,000 jobs. And I really would like to know why. I'm Tony Katz. So Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, is heading to the southern border. I kid. I kid. It's funny, isn't it? (laughs) And that's how you drive people crazy. Tony Katz, so good to be with you on Tony Katz today. She is not going. uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is. He is the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security. And he's going to head down to the border. He should be there. 
and he's going to tell you, you know, everything is 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 just fine. Oh, there's no crisis whatsoever. There's no crisis at all. Uh, Madam Vice President, we're, we're not supposed to laugh at that. No, no, no. It's totally good. It's totally good. It's totally fine. The border is great, and everybody's happy. You're a phony. Hey, this guy's a great big phony. Just so we're all clear. But there are more than just you and me referring to what's going on at the, at the border as a crisis and understanding that we're being lied to. Henry Cuellar is a Democrat from Texas, congressman from Texas, and I got a million things I disagree with Henry Cuellar on. But he has been saying, because I think that it's the Biden team that have been trying to post photos showing, oh, look at the facilities. Look how much better they are. Look how empty they are. Oh, this is great. No, 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 no. According to Henry Cuellar, the Biden administration is making migrant camps appear empty by moving migrants from one facility to another. Basically, Joe Biden saw an episode of Penn and Teller and was like, hey, we can do magic tricks too. Come stand next to me and don't say nothing. It's a shell game. You're moving people around and I'm not the one making this allegation. I've got Democrats making this allegation. Because reality is reality and wrong is wrong. And there are serious issues at the border. Now, Kamala Harris has gone 44 days without discussing the border or being at the border. <laughs> no, ma'am, that's, that's, not, that's not funny. No, President Biden put you in charge of border policy. It, it's not funny that you're not showing up, ma'am. No, why, why? What? What? Are, are you okay? Are you? Has she got her meds? Forty-four days without a news conference since being tapped for this role. Now it's funny how only certain groups are keeping track of that. Because if it was Donald Trump, you would have the minute-by-minute TikTok on CNN. Yeah, remember, they used to count the number of dead from COVID until they didn't. It just happened to coincide with an election. Right? Ah, it's not necessary anymore. If a member of Trump's team had taken 44 days to get to the border, it's all you would hear about. And one of the things that happens is they try and tell you about the things that are important, even though they're not important. One of those things is Liz Cheney. Representative Liz Cheney, who is going to be voted out of leadership, quite possibly today. It's, it's going to happen. Is it the big story in America? No. Not even close. Is it a story because so many on the political left and allies within media don't want to talk about the border? Yes, absolutely. Here's a story. Ron Klain, Biden's powerful chief of staff, leads White House rife with dark money ties. Now, this is a Fox News story. And certainly Ron Klain, the chief of staff, can uh, refute such a story. Uh, but the conversation is... Um, that he is still getting donors 
and still attach to people with donors who we don't know. So if you are like the Biden administration is opposed to quote unquote dark money groups and you're getting this money, isn't that a problem? I think it's a problem. I think it's a legitimate, legitimate thing to take a look at. We should know how people are connected to those who are trying to influence them. When you are the White House Chief of Staff. Now, I don't need to know your stock purchases. I think that's yours. But if there are organizations or people that are funneling you dollars, that's a... That's a thing. So it's something that Ron Klain might need to answer for. And certainly people can ask the question. But understand, this got basically half a story. It came out yesterday. You haven't heard anything about it. If that was Mark Meadows tied to dark money, it would be all you hear. This is a, a, an example of, of, of focus, right? And if you ever want to know how, how media works, and when they make the claim, I love when they make the claim that media is actually you know center-right and they're, they're just hiding stories. Well, I'm not going to argue that you, they may not try to hide a story. But they're not good at it. And by the way, media is not center-right. I mean, it's just a garbage argument. The media is clearly left. Those people on the right, all you hear about is how they have to go. Remember, CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Los Angeles Times, ABC, NBC, CBS are working overtime, and of course, Jack Dorsey at Twitter, working overtime to ensure that Newsmax and Fox are out of business. Oh, they will come for talk radio. Don't, don't you worry about that. Never mind the fact that you're just one word away. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to one word away today. They're coming. Meanwhile, they've got a thing with dark money. It's like it doesn't exist. Like it doesn't exist. But it does exist. And it is a subject. Just like, for example, issues with the election does exist and is a subject. And you should never be afraid to discuss it, especially when you're actually talking about the data. Not things that are in the ether, but actual data, like Pennsylvania and specific issues in Michigan and Georgia. Don't be afraid to discuss it. That they don't want you to discuss it. That if you discuss it, they think that you shouldn't even be allowed uh, to be on social media. That's how you know. You've got something to say. It's like the expression where they're shooting at you. You must be doing something right. Pew, 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 pew. That's what they're doing. This is Tony Katz today. So producer Ari had a good point and worthy of a correction. I was talking about Chief of Staff Ron Klain and uh, the reports about ties to dark money, right? You don't know who the donors are. You don't know how the money is, you know, getting through. And, And what I said was, look, I don't need to know about the guy's stock purchases, but you certainly need to know about this. I was trying to make the point that he's entitled to some level of privacy. 
Ari's point was, if you're that close to policy, damn straight, I want to know your stock purchases. Ari's right. Producer Ari, look it out for the little guy. He is your consumer advocate. I was more just looking out for myself, but sure, the little guy. Yeah, look, you're allowed to look out for yourself. I think that's totally fine. I think it's totally fine. When you look out for yourself, very often uh, you are looking out for other people. Now, do you have it, uh, Producer Ari, where Janet Yellen is speaking? She is the Treasury Secretary. Tony Katz, by the way. How are you? Tony Katz today. She's talking about the jobs report. Let me let me see if I can bring this up. Pointed out an undeniable one is a lack of support for people as they raise children and care for older relatives. Our policymaking has not accounted for the fact that people's work lives and their personal lives are inextricably linked. And if one suffers, so does the other. The pandemic has made this very clear. Between February and April of 2020, 4.2 million women dropped out of the labor force, in large part due to an unexpected caregiving burden. Nearly 2 million have not yet returned. The challenge before us is to help these 2 million women to return to the labor market but to help the millions of other workers who left prior to the pandemic to do the same. It's a core reason that last week President Biden proposed the American Families Plan. The plan offers up to $8,000 to pay for childcare and make sure kids from lower income families can attend for free. It offers universal pre-K to three and four year olds and it provides up to 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave. With today's jobs numbers, I'm confident we will have a strong, prosperous economy this year and in 2022. But what about the rest of the decade and the years beyond? Well, we'll get into the rest of the decades and the year beyond. Years beyond, that's Janet Yellen, uh, the Treasury Secretary. Uh, the answer is uh, more programs, more spending. If you want to get into a conversation of why people haven't gone back to the workforce, how about the idea that, A, that you're paying them to stay home, and B, uh, the, the idea that, uh, if I can follow up, some things still haven't opened up in places, and they have to stay home, like, for example, schools. So they're staying home to raise the children. Some of them are have to stay home because you haven't allowed the children to go back to school. That's an un- This is an unfair argument that Janet Yellen's making. She's taking some questions now. Let's take it to the answers. First of all, I'd note that the jobs report is a little bit stronger than the headline numbers might suggest on the hiring front. Um, the number of people working part-time um, for economic reasons, namely involuntary part-time work, that number declined by 600,000, and hours, average hours of work ticked up by a tenth. So that means that an extra margin in, wi- in which employers are um, able to boost their uh, labor is by uh, add, adding to hours of existing employees and that those employees want that extra work. They were involuntarily working part-time. You know, the labor market is volatile from month to month, and I think the best thing is to average through 
um, and say we've been creating over 500,000 jobs a month uh, on average over the last three months. Um, look, but it, you know, it's clear that there are people who are not ready and able to go back into the labor force. Um, many children are back in school, school, but not on a regular schedule. Um, it's a challenge for parents to manage schedules where one child is in school a couple of days a week and another child is in, in school some different days during the week. So caregiving responsibilities um, and absence of child care are still important reasons why people are unable to return to work. Well, I appreciate you recognizing that. But if you want to make the argument that in these numbers that that there's some good, I, I guess you could. I think I think you can always look at things like, for example, the labor force participation rate and and make that that those types of claims. I think the story here is missing it by seven hundred thousand. You created two hundred twenty eight thousand jobs instead of nine hundred sixty thousand jobs. You missed it by seven hundred thousand. And I think that's acceptable for people to say, wait a second, what are we looking at here? I think that's a very, very acceptable thing to say. And, and it, it's, as a matter of fact, I think it's um, irrational to, to not notice. By the way, speaking of irrationality, uh, the political left, when it comes to black people and guns, is insane maddening so uh texas passed um house bill 1927 and house bill 1927 is about constitutional carry right constitutional carry is the idea that you can carry a firearm and you don't need a permit the Constitution is your permit. They tried this in Indiana, but the Republicans here are not so much interested in being Republicans, and uh, they didn't go forward with it. They have a supermajority, but whatever. <laughs> no, what, what, what's that when you could be liked? By whom? You have the right to keep and bear arms. You shouldn't need a permit, a poll tax, to engage your rights. I didn't say you couldn't do a background check. A permit? Ay, 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 ay. So Texas passed this. Enter a, uh, a, a Twitter user. Enter a Twitter user who's a huge fan of Beto O'Rourke, which should tell you everything you need to know. And the I'm sorry, I was, I was going to play the sound and I'm still playing Janet Yellen. Can't do both. This guy tweets out, Something that I have seen before that I find despicable. And uh, he, he tweets out, every privileged white liberal white male, buy as many firearms as you want. That's step one of his plan. Step two, drop them off in any minority community center and say, free guns. Step three, Minorities armed to the teeth walk around freely strapped to the hilt. Number four, GOP abolishes Second Amendment. 
the hatred that the political left has for black people, the hatred the political left has for anybody who disagrees with them, how bigoted they get in their in their conversations. You think that conservatives, white or black, care if black people are carrying a firearm? I did a story on my morning show uh, about a place called uh, Vaden Firearms and Ammunition. It's getting ready to open. And uh, the owner is black. And everyone's making a big deal out of that. And I want to know more about the guns. But part of what he wants to do is is be able to teach about firearms and teach about firearm safety, uh, you know, across his, his community, as he ca- calls it, and across America. And not only does he have the one store, he's getting ready to open up a second store that's going to have lanes where people can, can, can do training. And then, and then he's going to, he wants to open up a facility, he wants to make his own. He wants to, to build his own business of making firearms. The, 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 the question before us, of course, is when I show up tomorrow and purchase either some ammunition or a firearm, I don't know, I don't know what he's got, I'm going to check it out. Doesn't that take this kind of bigotry and blow it right up? And don't we understand that it's just outright bigotry and hate? It's hate. And it's always based on the same thing. White guys don't want black guys with guns. You know who believes that? Not me. Not conservatives. They don't believe it. They've never bought into it. By the way, this guy is saying just give people guns without a background check? Oh, I guess liberals don't like to follow gun laws, do they? Well, no wonder we've got so many problems. Maybe if they followed the law, we'd have less issues. Just giving away the guns. People should go and buy a firearm. Buy guns, buy ammo. Go. Go to it. Buy guns, buy ammo, do it legally. There you are. Good and finished and easy and not a problem. Not a problem at all. By the way, I I appreciate uh, the... uh, the, the tweet from from John because I I, I have discussed this before uh, and it's it's now I guess happening uh, Governor Ricketts there in Nebraska ramping up as is described uh, his crusade for meat by endorsing the new beef passport to promote meat eating the passport program uh, if you're if you live in Nebraska you can qualify for prize drawings by dining at 41 participating restaurants across the state that serve premium Nebraska beef what that's awesome amazing I want that here because Colorado is like oh we don't like beef and we should have meatless Monday and 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 all this kind of ridiculousness and you know what I'm a believer in I've always been a believer in cooking steak. Wouldn't it be great? You could be my mate cooking a steak. For goodness sake, will you please be my mate and come and cook a steak? Steak. Oh, you gotta love it. So diners can receive a stamp on their passport for each restaurant they visit. They'll be collected now through September 7th. Fantastic and brilliant and wonderful and special oh how i appreciate it 
of course other governors should follow suit. This is a spectacular idea. Uh, and, and any way we can help, we're in. We're in for the beef passport. Put us down for two. COVID passports, zero. Beef passports, we're in for, we're in for two. What, what do we got to do to get them? Just, just tell us. That is fantastic. Oh, so terrific. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. All right, I need um, some help. Has anybody here ever bought a car off of eBay and do you trust it? Had it work? Tony Katz, it's great to be with you. Now, this is is part of a conversation that happens to me every year uh, in, in springtime. It has something to do with the pollen or, or uh, the idea of, of rebirth. I'm like, I need to buy a car. It happens every year. It's, it's like when Vulcans have the need to mate, whatever they call that, um, there has, it has a name, uh, and, and that, that's me every year about this time. And so uh, I, I, I start by saying I'm looking for a classic, right? It starts with the want for a 66 Lincoln Continental convertible with suicide doors, and then it gets crazy from there. But I have found some things that I like, and some of the things I have found are, uh, are locally, and some of the things I found are like the, the Meekum auction, which is pretty cool. Then, of course, there's, there's eBay. I found a car that I like on eBay that I would actually do. What I don't know is, do I do I trust it? Do I trust eBay? Tony. Uh, do I? Yes or no, producer Ari? Did true or false, have you ever gone to a random parking lot to buy a car before? Yes. Why are we having this discussion? I don't know. Not only have I, first of all, it wasn't a random parking lot. It was a parking garage at the airport in Las Vegas. I flew into Vegas, signed the paperwork, and drove the car back to Los Angeles. That happened. True story. I did that. I rented a car um, uh, and, and drove to from, from Indianapolis to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dropped off the rental car, bought a car, drove it back. I am not beyond doing these things. I just want to know if anybody's had an experience with eBay Motors and how that went. Do you have, a, a, can you trust it? Or are there people you can't trust? What have been your experiences? That's all. That's all I want to know. And is the pricing just out of control? I mean, you're bidding, right? So whatever it is you want to spend. I'm just curious. So I would love some information, some data. Anybody who's been through the experience, please let me know. Remind me, I'm, I'm not going to have enough time today. I've got so much to get to. There is a one, two, three punch about China, right? There's the fact that China has been labeled the biggest polluter in the world, more than the U.S. and the rest of developed countries combined, that according to the post-millennial. Then there is the news that China is looking to revive an airstrip in Kiribati. And you're like, whoa, Kiribati? Where's Kiribati? If you've ever heard of Tarawa, which would mean you have an education in World War II and the Pacific Theater, that's Tarawati or, or Kiribati. Sorry, I'm confusing the words. Kiribati is the place and uh, the area is Tarawa. 
Why in the world would they need a strategic land strip in the middle of nothing? Or airstrip in the middle of nothing? It's a pretty good refueling spot if you're trying to get a little bit closer to the U.S. Oh, that's not enough for you? China is pursuing an Atlantic naval base. This, according to the Washington Times. China's already been working overtime in African nations, paying them off and, and, and trying to get into uh, the, the level of, of raw materials uh, that exist in Africa, and of course, to gain foothold for power for having more opportunities as launching pad. You must understand what China is all about and their desire for domination, and it's happening. These things are not in a vacuum. They don't care about the environment. They care about power. They're going to revive uh, airstrips in Kiribati. They're looking to have a, a, a more uh, a presence or, or a port for submarines off of Africa. Be paying attention. I'm Tony Counts.